0: Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Last time, we heard the origin story, how Montgomery the Moose's life changed when he met a small gray mouse also named Montgomery. And we also heard a little about what the future will bring for these friends, with a dragon, a chocolate invasion, and two frogs. In this story, you'll hear a little more about who those frogs are, As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. And now, here's today's Tale from the Mooseverse. Fall was always Walter's favorite time of year in Central Park. As the weather cooled, so did the activity. Not so many boats out on the pond, not so many noisy people with loud dogs. And the leaves turned from bright green to amber, yellow and a deep auburn that was his favorite, signaling that it was almost time to dig deep into the mud and rest for the winter. Oh, yes. I should probably mention that Walter was a frog. But this fall had been very mild, and today was a beautiful day in Central Park. Every time Walter poked his head out of the water, a boat came close. He was surprised to find, though, that he actually didn't mind it. In fact, he enjoyed it like Summer missed being here and wanted to come back, he told his friend Wheezy. She was also a frog, and Wheezy wasn't the name she hatched with as a tadpole, but that's a story for another time. Yeah, Wheezy replied, dodging an oar that was swinging through the air close to them. Like it wanted to come back and hit you in the head. Walter and Wheezy could spend all day in the lake, and often did. Sometimes they would climb up the banks and make their way through the undergrowth to climb up the ramble, and take a relaxing dip in azalea pond. They knew Central Park, or at least this part of Central Park, very well, having lived here their whole lives. They were six years old now and loved the rhythms of life here. They would sometimes look at the Dakota or some of the other tall buildings along the west side and wonder what it must be like for the ducks and birds they saw every day to be able to fly up there and perch on a ledge, seeing a whole different view of the world. Walter had once asked a friendly sparrow to take him up there, and she was happy to try it, but after several attempts at takeoff with Walter riding on her back, they couldn't make it more than a few feet up in the air. Later, he asked a blue jay, but the blue jay just screeched, and Walter felt pretty sure it just wanted to eat him instead. Walter and Wheezy swam under a bridge. Hey, Walter, Wheezy asked. Quesadilla, he replied, only half paying attention. Walter prided himself on having learned some Spanish recently, and was glad when he thought he figured out the Spanish phrase for, what's the deal? He used it all the time. Wheezy didn't have the heart to tell him that quesadilla was actually a grilled tortilla filled with cheese. She returned to the matter at hand. You think we could ride in one of those boats? Sure, I mean, why not? We see them all the time. Can't be that hard, right? Walter and Wheezy said hi to a group of turtles sunning themselves in their usual spot, a rock sticking out of a lake a few feet from the water's edge. The turtles didn't respond and kept their noses up, aloof to it all. The frogs continued their leisurely swim, and as they approached the boathouse they could hear some commotion taking place close by, near Bethesda Fountain. They couldn't tell what was happening, but they could hear excited voices, and a lot of people were gathering around. Wheezy noticed that the boat attendant had left his spot to find out what was going on. Perfect timing, Wheezy announced. Let's go! The two frogs climbed out of the water and hopped up onto the sloped dock and into the closest boat, a green metal rowboat large enough to hold three or four people, or, Walter guessed, about 200 frogs. Walter quickly realized the flaw in their plans. The boat was untied from the dock, so that wasn't a problem, but it was resting in a divot in the sloped dock. How could they push away, and how were two frogs going to be able to row? Ah... <sighs> Only puddle gulp was here, Walter said, remembering a particularly strong frog friend they hadn't seen for a while. Just then, the commotion by Bethesda Fountain grew louder, and something bulky and loud came running towards them. They ducked down quickly under the seat as whatever it was crashed itself into the boat, forcing it away from the shore instantly. Walter and Weezy stayed still, hoping to avoid being noticed. "'Yes!' shouted the thing, which they now identified as an animal of some kind. "'I always knew horses would make good rowers.' Horses? This thing was a horse? What do we do? Walter whispered to Wheezy. He'd learned over the years that any time he didn't know what to do, she had a plan. I have a plan, she replied confidently. He instantly felt more relaxed. Wheezy decided she'd better figure out what the plan was before saying any more. She looked up to see so much horsehair that she couldn't even tell what part of the horse she was looking at. The horse seemed to be readjusting, though trying to sit down like a human to use its front hooves to pull the oars. The whole boat shook so much that Walter and Wheezy toppled around and fell over several times. When the boat stopped, they were shaken up, but glad not to have been stepped on. But the horse kept readjusting, and despite all the noise on the boat, the frogs could hear a lot of laughter from the edge of the lake. So, Walter prompted, What's the plan? Well... Wheezy improvised. We wait until this horse gets off, and then we get off. That's not much of a plan, Walter said, tumbling over backwards. No, she confirmed, but do you have a better one? Walter did. He decided to confront the horse. But the problem was, the horse was now dangling his rear legs off the back and using them to kick the boat along, while his front half rested inside the boat. The whole time he was whinnying and snorting, and Walter felt sure the horse was trying to become a motor. The boat was now tipped up quite significantly, but Walter decided it was time to take a stand. He climbed to the front of the boat and puffed himself up as big as he could as he stood directly in front of the enormous beast. "'Hey!' he shouted. "'Horse!' The horse stopped whinnying, and his legs relaxed in the water. "'What are you doing?' he continued. "'You can't be in here. Horses can't ride boats. Isn't that obvious?' So, quesadilla? The horse's eyes widened, like they had a new spark of life. Quesadilla? the horse said. Yeah, Walter continued, happy to be heard. Quesa big deer! Walter? the horse ventured quietly. Is that you? Walter was taken aback. How did this horse know him? Uh, yeah, he replied. Who are you? The horse's mind seemed to go wild, and he thought out loud as he tried to get himself untangled from the boat. It is you, but how are you here? Don't you remember me? No, of course not. We haven't met yet. Oh, but is this how it happens? Should I bring you with me? Oh, man, this is so exciting. I don't get it, Walter wondered aloud, feeling completely lost. Neither do I, Wheezy added, clambering out from under the seat. Well, who are you? The horse asked politely. I'm Wheezy. Well, case a big dear to you, Wheezy. And Burrito, too, the horse offered with a polite smile and his eyes closed. Um, thank you? But wait, who are you? Walter demanded. Oh, I am so sorry, the horse began. How rude of me. He stood in the shallow water momentarily on his back legs. It looked as if he was trying to remove an invisible hat from his head with his front hooves to bow for introductions. With the sense that his next statement was surely going to impress them, he finally announced, I'm Unpredictable Horse. Walter and Weezy looked at each other, both wondering if that name meant something to the other. But no. And I believe it is my most humble duty, Walter, to take you now, to Maine. Maine? Walter replied. Never heard of it. Is that one of those buildings? He gestured to the skyscrapers poking out above the trees. Uh, no, Unpredictable Horse answered. Oh, okay. Well, i always wanted to see what it was like up there, Walter grumbled. Well, I could take you there too, Unpredictable Horse smiled. You could? Yeah. Can I come too? Wheezy asked. Of course, any friend of Walter's is a friend of mine. They hopped over to climb on his back. The moment they touched him, though, everything was different. Suddenly they were colder, it was windier, and the sunlight was brighter. They turned to see what had happened, and then they noticed they weren't in the pond anymore. They were on a balcony high up above, looking down at where they had just been. They could even see the boat they had just come from, and how it bobbed up and down now that the weight of the horse was gone. What? Walter blurted. Yeah, Wheezy added. Quesadilla. Unpredictable Horse laughed. Together they took in the sights and sounds. Walter and Wheezy spent so long looking at where they lived, noticing how odd and small it all looked from up here, that it was a while before they looked around and saw the countless tall towers in every direction. I'd. Wheezy started. Yeah, same here, added Walter. I'd always thought the towers were just on this side, but they're all around. Wheezy wasn't sure if she was impressed or just shocked. You've never been out of Central Park? Unpredictable Horse asked. No, they replied in unison. Never been past the ramble, really, Walter added. Well, I think you're supposed to be in Maine, Walter. What about me? Wheezy asked. I don't know your story, the horse said. I only know his, but if you want to come, I'd be happy to bring you. Yes, please, she looked at Walter. He smiled at her. Just then, a well-dressed elderly woman opened the doors onto the balcony from the room inside. She stood in stunned silence as she saw the horse outside, but it didn't take long for her to pick up a vase from inside the door and shake it around threateningly. Again? Get off my balcony, horse! Get off my balcony! Time to go, Unpredictable Horse told the frogs, and they held on. But what about our home? Wheezy asked. Oh, we'll be back here next year, don't you worry. They started to feel themselves slipping away to the next place. There's a whole thing with all the mice in the world. Ah, never mind, you'll find out. And with that, they were gone. The woman put down her vase and said to no one in particular... Oh no, don't mind me. Why is it magical horses always want to be on my balcony? Thanks for listening to Tales from the Mooseverse. Now that you've heard this story, we want to hear from you. So here's a way you can be involved. You can tell a story about Walter and Wheezy's adventures growing up in Central Park, or where Unpredictable Horse came from, or even a story about another time the well-dressed elderly woman found a magical horse on her balcony. You can send in your ideas by email or even record a story yourself by audio or video and send it to us at hello at We might even play a clip of your story here on the podcast. And who knows, your ideas might come to life in the mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.